Radio Verulam at the weekend. Well, hello everyone. I'm Dan Berry, and welcome to the podcast based off my Sunday afternoon show on Radio Verulam. Coming up in today's show, and it is a show, it's 20 minutes long, I provide some tips from Monday, a second chance to listen to my interview with CBT therapist and mindfulness teacher, Natalie Englander, it's from the archive, uh, plus Sunday shout-outs and messages to follow as well. Shout-outs on the radio have now become the pinnacle of excitement, and nothing can top it. There's no party better, no dinner better, no, there's no long weekend better. A shout-out on the radio is as good as it gets right now. So if you'd like a shout-out for yourself or someone you know, if it's a birthday this weekend, or you've cancelled your wedding and you've had to reschedule and you want to remind people of the new date, uh, a sort of save the new date, uh, um, so, so that you've got no excuse. Did, 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 they, did they send us to save the day? I, I didn't get it. Well, and they'll say, and you can say, yes, you did. Dan Berry said it out on his podcast. Um, and you know, you've, or if you want to reach out to someone uh, and you don't have a phone or access to the internet, I'd love to hear from you. Uh, the address, as always, is daniel at radioverland.com. Daniel at radioverland.com. And there's also social media if you're between the age of 12 and 45. Uh, I'm on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, RV Sunday Showcase. Look me up. If you're a returning listener, thanks so much for tuning back in. I absolutely love you. And if you're new, well, welcome aboard. Hello, and I hope I can entertain you. So, enjoy. Radio Verulam at the weekend. As lockdown continues, how are you going to pass the time? And you've got a lot of it. I've got a few ideas. Yep, it's time for Tips for Monday Morning, and I've got a couple of pointers for you. So basically, I'm going to start off with the first one, which is make getting out the door easier. If it's a mad rush on a Monday to get out of the house, uh, then shave uh, then shave off a couple of minutes where you can. Uh, set up for breakfast the night before, or by putting bowls, glasses, cereal boxes on the table. Put out what you're going to wear, so sort of like you're uh, hanging, out on, and hanging out on your wardrobe door. Pack any lunches, backpacks, or doggy daycare bags. Uh, it saves time and the energy on a Monday morning rush. Okay. Uh, another, and another thing is sort of stay organised, be fit. Um, it's always good to do a bit of exercise. Mindfulness is also, mindfulness is also key on a Monday. Um, try and think of things that make Mondays fun for you. Uh, and anything, any sort of hobbies or things you like to do on the weekends, try and sort of re- um, incorporate that into your midweeks. So that, um, and also any sort of work you've got to do or emails uh, that you need to check or things you need to get signed off, um, plan and be a bit more organised, a bit more structural. And I think if we were a bit more organised, then we would sort of take a bit more care in things. So, yeah, that's just it. And uh, don't skip breakfast because breakfast is the most important meal of the day. And just sort of go into, don't go into Monday thinking, oh God, I've got to go back to work. It's a long week, long week ahead. I, 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 I understand. But if you sort of go with a bit more positive attribute and a bit more kind of, I'm going to make this day better than the last day, then you're going to go far. Radio Verulam. Still to come, we'll have some Sunday shout-outs. But first, a chat with CBT therapist and mindfulness coach, Natalie Englander. Hi, Natalie. Have you been having a nice weekend so far? Yes, thank you. Very nice weekend. Been dog-sitting for my mum. Uh-huh. Which is good, looking after four dogs. You like, you're, you're, you're a dog fan, aren't you? You love, you love animals. Yes, obsessed with dogs and all animals. Mm. Definitely. Right, so you are a... Well, you're a you're a mindful you're a mindfulness coach and and, te- and teacher. Is that right? 
Yes, yeah, mindfulness teacher and CBT therapist. Yeah, okay, so kind of talk me through what that what that means. Yeah, um, so CBT therapist or cognitive behavioural psychotherapist, but that's a bit of a mouthful. It's a bit of a mouthful, I was, yeah. about, you took the, yeah, I was about to say that. <laughs> Definitely, um, but I guess as a CBT therapist we offer people talking therapy um, and that's usually people who are experiencing common mental health problems such as anxiety and depression. Um, so currently I work in the NHS as a CBT therapist. Okay. Um, and also offering mindfulness um, groups to people. Because mm, you probably meet people from all different walks of life. Yeah. Um, is there any sort of problems that you come across that you kind of, I guess you kind of, within within sort of like the training, within your training or kind of like there's a lot that goes into your training and stuff. Is there yeah. anything that kind of you're not prepared for or, you, or, do you, or do you kind of just be like prepared for anything? Um, yeah, I guess I've been doing it for a number of years now. So you sort of get used to... To working with people who are struggling i think at the beginning it can be a bit difficult but you yeah. sort of learn to just leave things at work and sort of switch off when you go home mm. um but generally i kind of work with people who are depressed or um have different anxiety disorders like mm -hmm. social anxiety mm. ocd phobias things like that really mm. uh it's interesting it is interesting because this isn't this isn't just like a hobby of yours this is like a real sort of passion so yeah. um what kind of qualifications go into being um, a mindfulness and cbt therapist um so usually you've done a psychology degree which i did at newcastle university which is great for a night yeah, out my, my sister, my, my, yeah <laughs> yeah i've been out i've been out in newcastle my sister went to newcastle uni as well yeah so it's good it's good it is good um, and then sort of get experience working within mental health uh -huh. um, so that you can then get on to do CBT training. So I've done a post-grad diploma in CBT. Uh -huh. um, and I think I tend to get itchy feet and like to sort of study again. So I did another post-grad diploma um, for CBT with children and young people mm. as well. Oh, that um, must have been interesting to learn sort of um, traits and techniques to do with, um, to do with that. Yeah, definitely. It's it's quite different working with a child versus an adult. I guess you've sort of got to make it interesting and sort of fun in, in some ways for a child. Um, so you wouldn't sort of play games with an adult in therapy, for example. Is there, is there a difference with mindfulness to CBT? Yeah, so I guess... CBT is looking at how the way we think or the way we behave affects how we feel and we might try and make changes to sort of improve how we're feeling overall. Whereas mindfulness is a bit different in that it's, it's sort of, um, I guess, paying attention in, in the present moment in a particular way. So doing that sort of non-judgmentally, we're just being curious, just observing and sort of allowing things to be. We're not necessarily changing things. So CBT, we may be changing things and, and mindfulness, we're sort of not. Okay. Um, if that makes sense. No that, does make, no, that does make sense. So say if I, uh, just an example, take me for an example. If I came to you for one of your, um, let's say CBT sessions as an example, yeah. What would you start off with as like, because um, most, some therapists start off with icebreakers, they have their own sort of techniques of doing it. So what, what would you, what would you do to, to start off? Yeah, I guess I'd just try and make the person feel comfortable. So I tell them a little bit about me, hopefully tell them about my qualifications so they feel a bit reassured. Mm -hmm. um, and I guess just ask them about themselves, you know, where are they from? What do they do? 
um, and then just sort of see what's brought them here today, really. Mm. Um, but I think the main thing is just trying to make someone feel comfortable, really. Mm. Are there any go-to exercises that you like to try, um, especially with, like, a new patient or client? Um, I can't really think of any particular sort of icebreakers that I might do. I mean, if I was doing therapy with um, a sort of a, a child or a young person, we might do something that's a bit fun. Um, I guess with an adult, though, it's probably more just sort of, you know, back and forth learning more about them really and and who they are because mm. you you as I, as I said earlier you sort of meet people from all different walks of life do you really yeah. get to, do you really sort of get to know people within an within like an intensive period of time yeah definitely and i think it's it's a great privilege as a therapist to be able to do that for sure um and you know someone's coming along potentially feeling quite quite vulnerable and and sharing really difficult things and all and all sort of and all sort of information that's told throughout your sessions are kind of kept private and confidential yes yeah absolutely what happens in your sessions kind of stays in your sessions yeah, yeah. of course that's probably one of the first things that i would let someone know and unless of course we had any concerns about their safety but otherwise yeah absolutely it's all private and confidential for sure okay and and you're local you've recently moved back to the yes. area because because you you moved out to you were from Hertfordshire originally then you yeah. lived in london for a bit and now you've come back is, yeah. there, is there something about st albans that kind of makes or Hertfordshire that um just feels like home to you yeah definitely and i think moving back from london um st albans feels like a sort of a good halfway point between being out in the sticks in the countryside but also being in a place that's sort of got lots of young people around lots of restaurants bars shops etc mm. um so yeah I'm, I'm really sort of looking forward to living in st albans mm. and um but just one just one final thing i want i want to say what what advice would you sort of give to people um that are because there, there's been lots of there's lots of stuff in the news with people sort of struggling yeah. young people struggle particularly young people struggling with um mental health what mm. advice would you give to anyone struggling at the moment i know it's like a, de a quite a delicate and complex subject to talk about so you've got to handle this very delicately yeah um but yeah what, what advice would you sort of have for, yeah. for, th for that i think i i would just encourage people to talk to someone um so rather than bottling it up just to share how you're feeling with someone, whether that's a friend or a family member, um, or if someone didn't feel able to do that, there are places um, like the Samaritans, for example, who you can ring and speak to on the phone, or you can email or text instead if you sort of feel awkward speaking on the phone. Um, but I think just, just sharing with someone um, so that they can help you hopefully try and, and get support. And I think just learning that you're not alone, that we all have mental health. Some days it's good, some days it's bad. Um, and and just sort of knowing that that they're not alone, I think, is important. It's battling. It's battling with like it's like a, it's like a self conflicting battle, really, um, with um, what's what's in your head. When, in regards to um, what's in your head is not reality. Yeah. But it's very easy to kind of run away with yourself and get stuck into a, a mindset of um negative thinking yeah exactly and that's that's why i think talking to someone or having therapy is particularly helpful so that you can have someone else to sort of give you perhaps a, a different perspective or perhaps there might be another way of, of looking at things mm.
Uh, we have your, um, well, I've got your beautiful website up on the screen. It's a lovely website, mindfulness-cbt.co.uk. That's the website. Yeah. Uh, you're on, s- that people can that people can check out. This is accessible to people. Yeah. So that, so uh, you can they can look into your CBT therapy, mindfulness. You've got a blog uh, l- about you bit. And then there's, if you want, if people want to sort of get in touch with you, uh, they can do that also. Yeah. Um, so there's lots of uh, relative and quite quite good information about sort of CBT, sort of CBT and mindfulness. If you're sort of people have questions. Yeah. Um, you. I mean, I'm guessing you kind of welcome questions from any from from anyone who's got yeah. anyone to talk about. Absolutely. Uh, and then you've got um, you're on social media as well: Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. People, listeners, and that have been in touch. Um, thank you to everyone who sent in a message in uh, for Natalie. So the first question comes from Tom in St Albans, and he wants to know what makes a good mindfulness teacher. Oh, um, I guess someone who practices mindfulness themselves for sure, um, and hopefully someone who's had the right training as well. Um, there isn't necessarily any sort of accrediting body. Um, so you sort of need to check out that your person is legit. Stephen from Watford asks, what are the key points in mindfulness research? Oh, key points in mindfulness research. Well, I guess there's lots of research that shows that mindfulness has lots of benefits. Yes. Um, with stress, um, it can help you to sleep better, can help reduce tension, lower your blood pressure... Um, there's there's so many different ben- benefits of mindfulness, and I guess the main one being is that it hopefully helps to improve your well-being generally. Mm. Mindfulness is being adopted by mainstream very quickly. Do you think this helps or hinders the movement? That's from Polly in Wolven Cross. Um, yeah, that's a good question. I think hopefully it helps because people are just becoming more aware of it. Um, might put some people off who think, oh, it's just a fad, but hopefully they'll realise it's sort of here to stay. So I think hopefully it can not only ev- help. I guess not everything works for everybody. So yeah. it's about finding that that sort of like that happy place that's right for you. Yeah. And um, I suppose that's I guess I suppose that's where talking comes into it because you get to know that person over a certain amount of time, months or weeks or so, um, and it's just getting them comfortable and finding what's what's what works for them yeah um so i guess talking is the first step and it's so do you but i guess from me do you believe in it's okay it's okay not to be okay yeah yeah a hundred percent definitely mm. what experience did you learn when on your mindfulness teacher training did you pick up any tips clara in sarat hmm um what did i learn i guess i learned how to do mindfulness practices for people before I was just sort of reading off a script which means you're not really embodying mindfulness yourself so I definitely got lots of practice doing that um, and what was the other part of the question about um, yeah um, what experience did you learn when on your mindfulness teacher training did you pick up any tips yeah actually I think um, a good tip is just to make sure that you are sort of quite light-hearted and that you can have a bit of humour in there. You don't have to be super, super serious all the time just because you're talking about mental mm. health or well-being. Yep. Uh, how do you feel your experience and passion for mindfulness has helped you with your own mental health? Is there any advice or tips you can give to help with, to help with those who are struggling? That's from Leanne in Hampstead Village. Okay. Good question, Leanne. Yeah. 
um, I think it helps me to slow down sometimes, mm. particularly when I'm at work. I just tend to go at 100 miles an hour. <laughs> um, so I think for me, mindfulness has just helped me to take a pause and slow down a bit and just check in with how am I actually doing right now? How am I feeling? So I think that's probably the main point, how it's helped me mm. um, and I think for other people it can really help with learning to respond rather than react often a reaction is sort of automatic um, whereas if we're responding instead it means we've got sort of a bit more of a choice around how we respond um, so I think it can just create a bit of space for us really mm. uh, and one final question how does closing your eyes help with clearing the mind what kind of techniques do you recommend are best David from St Albans good question David from St Albans um, I guess with mindfulness you don't have to close your eyes if you don't want to some people find that uncomfortable or sometimes people fall asleep mm. um, I know if I'm feeling tired and about to do a practice I might keep my eyes open otherwise I'll start snoring um, and I, I guess it's I think it's remembering that the aim of mindfulness isn't necessarily to clear the mind it's actually just to notice what's going on in your mind so some days you might have loads of thoughts racing through your mind and that's absolutely fine that's mm. just what's happening and other days it might seem a bit clearer and that's also fine mm. well said well said Okay, um, so if people want to find out more, they can go to your website. They can head straight to your website, uh, mindfulness-cbt.co.uk, um, and they can find out everything about you know yourself and mindful and mindfulness CBT therapy supervision. Uh, anything, anything coming up? Anything coming up soon? Like any sort of. Yeah, I'm really hoping to um, run some mindfulness workshops, sort of an intro to mindfulness workshops yeah, um, um, in St Albans yeah. and hopefully some eight-week mindfulness-based cognitive therapy or MBCT courses for sure. Yeah, and you're also doing, uh, I think you're also doing one-to-one um, -one online CBT yeah. Um, counseling as well yeah i'm currently doing that um, with a company called aiso so that's actually sort of instant messaging oh, okay. oh okay um but what i'm hoping to do is start offering skype therapy um for people in st albans or i guess anywhere further than st albans really natalie inglander thank you ever so much for coming to see us thank you very and much come back for having and me come back and see me again i will bye 92.6 fm radio verulam it's my favorite bit of the show now and we save the best till last Time for Dandy Dan's shout-outs. A big hello to the following people. Adam in Beachbottom Dykes and Torbans. Monica in Trowley Bottom Flamstead. Jules in Dyke Lane, Wheathamstead, who's 29 today. Happy birthday, Jules. Uh, Ricky in Potter's Crouch Lane, St Torbans. Hi, how are you? Uh, Sarah Jane in Seaman Close, St Torbans. Seaman Close. Uh, who comes up with these names? That, the, that can't be the name of a street in St Torbans. It just can't. I, 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 someone's having a laugh. Uh, Tracy in Jersey Farm and Mel in Hemel. Because, you know, it's Hemel, isn't it? Uh, people have been in touch, sending in their messages. So who's up first? Uh, Vicky Winters. Uh, she'd like to wish her... Would like to, would, would like, well, she'd like me to wish her a happy birthday for Wednesday the 6th of May. A lockdown birthday. Can't wait. However, can't complain. My husband, Alan, is with me and... 
to keep me company uh, with jigsaw ball games and the odd GNT or two. Have a lovely day, Vicky. And I, I, I wouldn't make the whole lockdown birthday such a thing. You know, it's fine. You know, you'll be fine. Uh, if you were spending it, you know, in intensive care, then yes, we'd understand and sympathise with you a bit more. Uh, but you know, you're at home, safe and well. Um, and you know, as you say, you've got your hubby and uh, gin and tonic, so uh, you'll be okay. Uh, Trisha, uh, I'm feeling a bit sad as it's my mum's birthday and I can't visit her at the care home that she's in. Uh, and this is tragic because Trisha's mum's blind and she can't FaceTime her. She can't FaceTime her mum or uh, sort of wave to her through the window, uh, which is really sad, which is really sad and sort of heartbreaking to hear um, things like that. But I would appreciate it if you would give her if you would give her a mention uh, on your podcast and let her know that I'm thinking of her. Of course I can do that. Of course I can. Supporting community radio, listening to Radio Verulam. Love what you guys do. You are the voice of our community and St Albans would not be the same without you and the team. And that's from Sam. Thanks, Sam, for your kind message. Not sure what will happen for our son Matt's graduation from university. I don't either. He'll get a card or that, that, that's what will happen. Uh, but we are delighted for him and he will be so chuffed and he's so chuffed that he will be starting drama school in September. Uh, he's been acting since he was a toddler and he will smash it. So like vocation, he's training to be an actor and sort of West End sort of watch watch this space because I mean, even theatre, but theatre will probably won't be won't probably be opening again until next summer or like 2021 at the earliest because until there's a vaccine for coronavirus and you know the whole rules of social distancing the whole rules of social distancing how can how can theatre work you know it's difficult that you know it will work that diff that theatre can sort of come back after lockdown uh, and and the same goes for music concerts and festivals and you know sporting events like football matches and rugby matches and you know things like that but anyway uh thanks dan and that's from eve well, thanks for sending your message in, Eve. Happy to oblige. Uh, so uh, this this one, this next message is for housemates Kelly, Zoe, Judy, and Maddie, uh, self-isolating together in their flat in Walthamstow. Uh, they must they must kind of get on each other's nerves at some point, you know, living together. You know, all these person, these two, these four different people, sort of living together. They can't get on twenty four seven. You know, they must have some sort of angst to kind of class with each other at some point and also it could get a bit confusing and annoying that they've all got names that kind of end in e so kind of listen up for this kelly zoe judy maddie but you know all the best to you all and to all four of you and uh stay safe uh please could you congratulate my husband george pickering from chichester if your name is George Pickering and you're from Chichester, prick up your ears. Uh, he's not the he's not the easiest man to live with, but he is good at fixing things around the house. He's he is my handyman, and that's from Jackie. No, seriously, that that is that is vaguely funny. If you're going to joke, make it funny. That, that, that that's just that, that's my only rule. I only have one rule when it comes to sending in jokes. So you have to make them funny. Please make them funny because funny jokes only, please. Um, and who's well, yeah. Who said romance was dead? That just sums up their marriage. I married you because you can change a light bulb. Hi Dan, I don't know how this happened, but apparently you didn't mention our 30th wedding anniversary in your podcast last week. Well, there's so much to fit in in 20 minutes. 
while I live in New York City in a career in digital marketing, my wife works and lives in the UK as a primary school teacher. Usually I come over for three months or sooner if it's for business. Uh, but of course, uh, that's on hold now recently, uh, or it's had to go on hold, and I've had to head back to New York City since my mum sadly passed away so suddenly. Uh, managed to crack open a bottle of Prosecco to celebrate, and this is for the anniversary and not the, and not the mother's death. Uh, we toasted to the next 30 years, and that's from uh, Chris Chapman and his wife Grace. This next message is from Heather, and she writes... Hi Dan, please can I have a shout out for my brother to let everyone know he's still around. He's been laid up with the virus for a good few days. It was very mild but unpleasant, but he's on the mend and feeling more and more fit again uh, each day. Uh, very sad week this week, uh, as our beloved dog Busker passed away on Friday morning. Uh, even though he chewed that furniture, growled too much, and barked whenever the postman put letters through our letterbox, he was a wonderful dog who touched all our hearts, and a big part of the family has left us, and we will miss him and remember him always. Uh, be kind. And that's from the Cartwright family in St Albans. Oh, I'm really sad and sorry to hear that your uh, dog busker, your dog, your dog busker, has sadly died. Um, if everyone in the family can sort of think, has sort of have like. A favourite memory of Busker uh, and keep it in your minds. I know it won't bring him back but any any happy thoughts or fond memories that you have of him uh, keep them close to you and look back on them with a lot of in a positive way and with such fondness and uh, Busker will live on forever. He'll live on in your memory of him so you know that's what I'm saying. Shout out to my daughter Jo and partner Chris with a K. Uh, yesterday, 2nd of May, should have been their wedding day. Joe, have a little cry and look forward to your new date, Saturday the 5th of June 2021. I wouldn't even bother having a little cry, you know. You're still getting married, just a little bit later than intended. Hugs and kisses from mum, dad and all your family and friends. And uh, one more, one final message. Uh, in isolation, we're watching David Suchet play Poirot on Britbox, all 70 episodes back to back. Wishing you well and happiness during this difficult time. And that's from Dorothy and Ed in St Albans. There's 70 episodes of Poirot, really. And they're all feature length. So, you know, it's not like they haven't got anything to do. Okay, thank you to everyone who sent in all their lovely messages uh, for this week. If you would like a shout out for yourself or someone you know, then get in touch by email, daniel at radioverulam.com, daniel at radioverulam.com. And I'm also on social media if you want to look me up on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, RV Sunday Showcase, and use the hashtag RV Sunday. Uh, that's all I've got time for for today, but thank you for joining me this afternoon. And uh, I look forward to your company next time for another Sunday Showcase podcast. Thanks for listening, if indeed you still are. Farewell. <laughs>